Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out when I walk in the spot. This is what I see. Florida is making it illegal to call somebody racist, transphobic, or homophobic. Because Florida. <laughs> and we're done here. So, TikTok Frank Dominic. Frank Dominic TikTok, a, apparently a teacher in Canada. Uh, I know because of follow-up on this story. Uh, Frank Dominic, teacher in Canada, says... Florida is making it illegal to call somebody racist, transphobic, or homophobic. Because Florida. Let's just say that somebody does something inherently racist or homophobic towards you, and you have the actual video evidence of it occurring. Even if you have evidence, and it is a fact that they are homophobic or are racist, it does not matter. This person can then countersue you for a minimum of $35,000 in damages. All right, so this is one of Alex Andrade's bill. This was the bill that was filed and then refiled the defamation bill, uh, 991. Question, is he correct? If you call somebody a racist, and they actually are, can you be sued for $35,000? Oh, never mind. I don't know. The answer is no. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not what the bill says. What the bill says is that if you say they discriminated against you because they are transphobic, homophobic, racist, or whatever, that is something that they can sue you for. In other words, if you allege discrimination on the basis of racism, that's false. That's where you can get sued. But just claiming that somebody is a racist or a homophobe or whatever. Th- in fact, this this misinterpretation of the law is so inaccurate that I kid you not, Snopes had to put out a clarifying article about how this guy's crazy and the bill doesn't actually say that. In other words, you have Snopes running to the defense of Alex Andrade. <laughs> Which is not a phrase I thought I would ever have to say. Yeah. But there it I is. I gotta put that on the t-shirt. That's exactly right. Snope says I'm correct. All right. But he goes on. I mean, he wasn't done. Okay. He really wasn't done. Because this bill is not about the truth. This bill is about people's personal beliefs. And if their religion says that they are allowed to discriminate based on whatever, then in Florida you can without repercussion. Well, he gets close on this one because what the bill says is that if you have beliefs and the bill doesn't specify it this way but I'll explain it in regular language if for example you believe that women and men are biologically separate and therefore you have a belief about the genders and somebody else says aha see they're transphobic well again in alleging a defamation uh, because of discrimination okay um, you can't say that they were wrong because they hold a certain scientific belief. Just like you can't say they're wrong for believing that, for example, um, you know, heterosexual couples are doing it right, homosexual couples are doing it wrong because of their religion. So you can't use somebody's uh, religious or scientific beliefs about biology against them in order to say they discriminated against you. Now, they might still discriminate against you on the basis of things that are protected categories. But you can't use their protected religion or personal viewpoints as evidence of it. So he's he's as close as he gets anywhere in this TikTok, TikTok video on that one. This is like the opposite of a hate crime bill. Like this bill is the hate crime. Ooh, burn. <laughs> 
everything goes on. And this bill also applies to the internet. So if somebody is a resident of Florida and somebody online calls them transphobic, they can then sue you because they live in Florida. I read that one as that might be accurate because it does talk about uh, venue, you know, venue where it's appropriate to sue. And if it's something on the internet, then anywhere within Florida could be. I'm not sure. I would have to ask Alex. I'm not sure whether somebody outside the state of Florida could be brought in for uh, this particular kind of suit against, because you'd have to be, again, alleging discrimination on the basis of these things in order for you to be eligible for the uh, the suit. But uh, that one might be close, but I'd have to ask. And this bill is also going to limit the ability of journalists to use anonymous sources, because Republicans are all about freedom, you know? It doesn't limit the ability to use what it does is it says that when you use anonymous sources, and particularly only anonymous sources, if you get it wrong or because that is presumptively unjustifiable, you have to corroborate the information. So if you're going to say something that's going to harm somebody else's reputation on the basis of an anonymous source, what you have to do is corroborate it other ways. Otherwise, you might be held negligent for only going on the basis of some anonymous source. So does that reduce the ability to use anonymous sources? Not technically. What it does is potentially raise your liability if you rely too much upon them. Like the funny thing is I literally had to say to my students the other day that the lesson I was teaching them would get me thrown in jail in Florida. And they just like could not believe that that is true. But here we are, Florida. They didn't believe it because it's not true. But okay, and it's not a jailable either. So, you know, whatever. He subsequently, his answer when Snopes published this and asked him for comment, his answer was, well, it's nice that people like you have the time to really research these things. I live in Canada. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I kid you not. That was his response. That was his statement? Pretty much, yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm adapting it, but that was the, the, the substance of it. That's exactly right. Uh, he said, if all you're doing is calling... Oh, no, sorry. That was Alex. Uh, we're, you know, I'll have to look it up while you're doing your, your traffic real right, quick. Right, sure. Just because you take hot. Oh, no, no. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, okay. I'm glad there are people out there with the time and resources to set the record straight. <laughs> Yeah, same, But don't dude. bother me with my false information. Anyway, traffic on the fives. Yeah. You drink maple syrup. Uh, we're watching uh, an accident, and it was a fatality. This was a few hours ago, but they do have the road closed. It's Palafox, uh, north of Fairfield and Palafox. Uh, it's Cook Lane, uh, but uh, just, just north on the other side. So that's what that is, and there's certainly uh, plenty of... Uh, ways to get around, and it's just after the split of Pace Palafox. Again, just to give you an idea, and that portion of Palafox is closed this morning. That is the only thing I'm seeing, though. Uh, and then look for single-lane traffic about an hour from now on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on the road again today on little stops. 437-1620. If you have traffic tips, text them in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's 617. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola if auto owners make sense for you. Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join Corey McKern, Artistic Director with the Pensacola Opera, as Corey discusses Pensacola Opera's upcoming production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel. Shows are Friday, March 17th and Sunday, March 19th. Call in or text your questions for Corey, 850-437-1620. That's Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. We all do it. Joining online home improvement groups and saving our favorite kitchens, thinking someday 
but a kitchen remodel seems too expensive and time-consuming, right? Actually, you would be surprised at how affordable and efficient it can be. And with Home Outlet, you have access to the largest selection of in-stock cabinets, plus completely free kitchen planning services. Let the experienced designers at Home Outlet help you turn Sunday into today. Visit your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet to get started. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. It's Sunbelt Basketball Tournament Week. Stop by the Bay Center for FanFest before the men's quarterfinal games for food, music, and games for all ages. The free event is Saturday from 1 till 4. Next Tuesday, the 7th, join the Pensacola Beach Chamber for their March Business After Hours event at the Frisky Dolphin from 5.30 till 7 for food, drinks, and plenty of business networking. PensacolaBeachChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, Scott Adams. Duh. We certainly can't allow anyone who calls black people a hate group or advocates for white people separating from them to be allowed to publish completely unrelated cartoons about workplace idiocracy. Now, not in this land of tolerant and home of obedient. No, ma'am, but canceling Scott Adams is only a reminder of how unvigilant we have been about something so deadly serious as the funny pages. In order to avoid this same problem in the future, we offer the following modest reforms for newspaper cartoon sections. First, all cartoonists must take an anti-racism pledge to the effect that they do not now hold and never have held or expressed any ideas that are not completely woke. Signatures, verbal pledges, or pinky swears shall be acceptable. Second, we want all daily cartoons printed in full color, thus to begin to chip away at the harmful segregationist paradigm embedded in the black and white dichotomy. An additional benefit of colorifying the daily comics page will be to make it harder and harder to find the color white represented anywhere on the page at all. The rainbow does not contain white, remember. These reforms should be good to start, but dear otherin, it is high time for some serious introspection. In the Rasmussen poll, he who shall no longer be named based his tirade upon, a full 53% of black people indicated they agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. In fact, if we include the uncertains, the number of black people who were open to the possibility that it might be okay to be white rises to a staggering 74%. Three quarters? How can it be true that despite our decades of good, solid propaganda in television, print, higher and lower education, and corporate sensitivity trainings, that we still have only proselytized four one in four black people to the truth. I fear we have much more work to be done before we reach the promised land in which everyone realizes that whiteness is not at all okay. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, the comics pages themselves. The more I thought about the horrors of a monster like Scott Adams hiding behind the seeming innocuity of his frontman Dilbert, I realized we really ought to take a more serious look at the cartoons themselves. Toward this end, I strongly recommend we hire some true experts to help clean up our comics page, and who better than the gifted and wise inclusion ambassadors who recently helped modernize the Roll Doll books? 
Even without the sage guidance of their project manager, a non-binary, asexual, polyamorous relationship anarchist, self-described, we see some problems ourselves without professional guidance. Beetle Bailey first must go. Although one might argue that showing military members in such a buffoonish and inept light is actually a useful form of de-idolizing the war machine, we believe that simply showing military uniforms on the comics page has a dangerously humanizing effect on readers. If representation of oppressed minorities is good, de-representation of those who serve the military-industrial complex is imperative. Also, uniforms are scary, just like Sarge. But this is just one illustration of the danger of illustrations. Consider Family Circus and its breeder centrism, offering up reproduction and siblingism with an intact heterosexual marriage as a healthy lifestyle? Surely you see the evil here. And the same can be said about Dennis the Menace, Baby Blues, Zitz, even High and Lois. Yes, Blondie does a fairly good job of emasculating Dagwood, that's good feminism, but it still perpetuates both monogamy and the outmoded physical beauty ideals of a, bla of a bygone era. One must sincerely ask why Blondie has no girthy girlfriends. BC? B? C? Do I really need to explain the unacceptability of this Christocentric time reference as a comic strip title? Shoo dangerously affirms both alcoholism and questioning authority. And although it might not seem obvious at first with Garfield, Peanuts, and Mutts on the page, but where is the representation of undomesticated animals? What about snakes? Whales? Insects? Fungi? The only non-humans allowed to be represented are the ones who serve humans? What flagrant speciesism. For all the talk of inclusion from major newspaper publishers, the comics page itself is remarkably human-centric, white, and heteronormative. There's much work for the inclusion ambassadors to do. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend! And finally, I'd like to praise the fine work being done, albeit inadvertently, by Florida's Republican State Senator Blaze Angolia, who this week filed a bill declaring that no political party in the state of Florida should be certified if it has ever advocated for slavery in its platform as the Democratic Party did from 1844 to 1864. Now, clearly... The senator meant this as a point of satire, directed our own religion's devout commitment to eradicating Confederate monuments and personages. He even admitted as much on Twitter. But need we explain that removing the enduring reminders of past offenses is no laughing matter? Rather than rejecting Nolia's ham-fisted and unfunny joke of a bill, we embrace it and hear the juicy center of hurtfulness contained inside the clumsy shell of this legislation. He's exactly right. We should most definitely cancel our own Democratic Party and start over afresh. As Horton's fifth corollary on historic assessment reminds us, a transgression's a transgression no matter how small or how far in the past. Our own doctrines of critical race theory teach that America is built on the rotted core of slavery and therefore cannot be salvaged. And if we're to have any credibility at all in next season's wholly televised culture wars, we should act now to purge ourselves of this embarrassment. Besides, we really shouldn't call ourselves Democrats anyway, since we most certainly do not believe that truth comes from a majority of the people. Literally every subsequent cause we champion pertains to fewer and fewer actual people and offers support for ever more unpopular ideas. When we started advocating for gay marriage, nobody believed in it. When we started working on transgender justice, even fewer people were with us. In every endeavor, we are the righteous fewer and fewer working to show the masses how wrong they've always been. Eliminating meat from our diets, taxing carbon, regulating cow farts, banning Dr. Seuss and deleting Aunt Jemima. The masses laughed at all of this initially, and now 
these things are canon. So yes, let us throw off the embarrassing legacy of being Democrats and embrace a new identity such as the unpopulists or the new Puritans or maybe the extremocrats. We don't have to decide today. We're still a work in progress. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving kindness and tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. 6:27 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. We're late to traffic oh, with gosh. Andy. Go ahead. I have to do it angry. Uh, this, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done. Small enough to care. 250-3756 for no hassle estimate. That's 250-3756 for Executive Landscaping. Um, an accident uh, has closed down part of Palafox. This is. Uh, north of uh, Fairfield in Palafox, and just after the split, and just a, a tiny portion is closed. There was a fatality that's happened uh, earlier this morning. If you uh, have a traffic tip, by all means, please text it in four three seven sixteen twenty. It's News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, and dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. I've been looking forward to this all week. I just got to say, once wealthy, high profile South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdoch facing 30 years to life in prison without parole when he's sentenced today for murdering his wife and son. Murdoch was found guilty yesterday. Walgreens says it won't be dispensing abortion pills by mail in some Republican run states. The pharmacy chain announced yesterday they won't be dispensing abortion pills in 20 different states where Republican attorneys general have told the company it risks breaking the law. And scientists have now revealed a new, once-hidden corridor in the Great Pyramid of Giza. Egyptian officials announced their findings yesterday outside of the pyramid. Uh, They say the passage was most likely designed to relieve the weight of the enormous structure. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me how these things can have been around for so long, and we still don't really understand them. Like the Easter Island statues, right? Okay, so I was this many years old when I was watching something or other, and it showed an excavation of one of those statues mm-hmm. and I kid you not this is totally just I'm this dumb and it showed how this the part you see above ground is only like a third of the statue isn't that what that's like a new, it's all the yep. below that's ground that's a recent yeah and I'm two years <laughs> like, ago thing yeah but of course it is that's why they stand so well for so long but of course right I've built a fence I understand but man that was just surprising to me right? 629 David thanks so much for the update 629 news radio 923 oh I keep forgetting to mention this but it strikes me as one of the funniest parts of the news in the last two weeks. So, you know, the whole story about Disney and taking away the Reedy Creek special status. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a long backstory of how we got to here. But um, the thing about that, and Governor DeSantis, of course, you know, championing this and signing the bill and all that. And that happened, what, uh, late last week, early this week? I forget when he actually signed it. But um, the funniest thing about this that I discovered is do you know where Casey and Ron had their honeymoon? Was it Disney World? Yeah, actually, they, actually, they had the actually not honeymoon. They had the service at Disney. <laughs> so because she thought it was nice because they'll like do everything for you. Yeah, they'll plan it. Sure, you know, sure, do, sure. And uh, his only rule was no characters. <laughs> we can't have any of the Disney characters. So he could look like the Prince Charming. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of <laughs> you know weird little. And 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 somebody had asked her when she's going back. She's like. Not really going back there all that soon. <laughs> that's not, not that's not really our place anymore right now. <laughs> kind of understandably so. David, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? There was an officer involved shooting in Baldwin County yesterday. We'll tell you all about it after this update from Fox. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. 
Alec Murdoch is being sentenced in South Carolina this morning for the murders of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. He's facing 30 years to life in prison for each murder conviction. It took six weeks, 70 witnesses, and less than three hours of deliberations for a panel of South Carolina jurors to find Alec Murdoch guilty of murdering his wife and son. Fox's Jackie Abanya as the sentence is handed down by the judge in the case. There are reports of at least six tornadoes touching down in Louisiana and Texas. A roof's torn off an apartment building in Hearst, Texas, where Michael Roberts lives. You can see it coming in. It got really windy, and out of nowhere it hit, and then the whole building started shaking. And then by the time we realized, the whole, you know, ceiling has gone upstairs. You can start hearing the water dripping. And that threat of severe weather, including more tornadoes, moves today into the Ohio and Tennessee River Valleys. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 75 degrees. It is mostly cloudy in Pensacola. A suspect was shot and killed yesterday by a Baldwin County deputy at a home on Highway 90 in Robertsdale. This happened after an initial complaint about vandalism. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says their deputies responded and contacted that suspect, who at that time was uncooperative and retreated into a home. The suspect also had warrants for stalking, criminal mischief, and trespassing. Deputies stayed nearby. Eventually, they saw that suspect come back out of the home and walk around the property. That's when they tried to arrest the man. Deputies say he charged the deputy with a knife. So, so he... Uh, Deputies attempted to use a taser. That was not effective. They ultimately shot the man. First responders tried to render aid, but that suspect did die. The deputy involved was not hurt. The incident being investigated by the Baldwin County Major Crimes Unit. An Escambia County man accused of beating up another man and stealing his disability check money. This is according to an arrest report. A victim in the case had just cashed a disability check and went to 39-year-old Jeffrey Wolf's home to see if he needed help with finances. The victim says that's when Wolf attacked him and said he would be taking all of the money. A witness told deputies she saw Wolf beating the victim up. He's now charged with robbery and battery being held on $10,500 bond at the Escambia County Jail. A Central Florida State Senator refusing to back down after receiving a late-night voicemail full of hate. What we don't need is a bald-headed freak like you trying to take our guns away, trying to track us down here. The caller was identified as a Polk County resident, was upset that Senator Victor Torres opposes a bill to ban credit card companies from categorizing gun and ammunition purchases. Uh, In a statement, Torres says the laws the Republican majority are writing, quote, are fueling potential violent acts in the future. Hundreds of customers at a local buy-here-pay-here car dealership say they're just not sure how they're going to make their payments now. That's after American Car Center suddenly closed up shop this week. Former car salesman at uh, at American Car Center, Kim Thompson, says she's worked there for about a year and a half. They just got an email this week saying everybody is being laid off. So I came in all excited, wanted to hit my bonuses. I'm here to sell cars, do my thing, help people. The company apparently lost its financial backing and wasn't able to finance any new vehicles. That's why they're shutting down. But now existing customers say they don't know how to make their payments because online and phone systems are no longer working. One local attorney talked with Channel 3 and says customers that can't make their payments because of this need to keep records about how they attempt to pay. 
Uh, And she says usually another finance company will step in and take over those payments eventually. Well, another lucky scratcher here in Pensacola. Janice Ryan has claimed a $1 million prize off of the $50 500 times the cash scratch-off game. She bought a ticket at the Lucky Penny on West Fairfield. That's right, Candy. Our our neck of the woods over there. I was going to say, that's our lucky penny. How much did she win? (laughs) $1 million. Oh, that's so great. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Uh, She claimed the prize, decided to take the lump lump sum payment of $820,000. Congratulations to Janice Ryan. It's 635. She can afford to buy a house, fine. That's right. (laughs) Because they're expensive, not her. Okay. Uh, 635, let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. I will do the traffic now and uh, taking a look in Myrtle Grove. Good news is it's not show, we're not showing any slowdowns. It is usually uh, pretty light this time of the day. Uh, Palafox, a portion of Palafox was closed between the split and Fairfield. Just so you know, there was a fatality that was a little earlier this morning, uh, but they had part of the road blocked off where it was a roadblock and I know there's plenty of side streets to go around. Certainly if you know different or you have a traffic tip, please text them in 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing some showers and thunderstorms throughout the morning hours. 50% chance of rain through the first part of the day. High near 79 degrees for your afternoon and then temperatures drop overnight into the 50s, 57 degrees for your low. For Saturday, sunshine will return to the region. We are going to be seeing a high near 76 degrees. Saturday night temperatures dropping near 55. Beautiful weather Sunday with plenty of sunshine high near 75 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now 75 in Pensacola, 74 in Gulf Breeze, and 74 also in Milton. Our next news at 7, breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Fewer U.S. companies consider China a top investment destination following disruptions caused by Beijing's harsh anti-COVID measures and rising geopolitical tensions, according to an annual survey by a major business group. The American Chamber of Commerce in China survey found U.S. companies also are more pessimistic about their financial outlook in China, with more than half saying they didn't turn a profit last year and more than a third saying their China revenue fell from a year ago. Top business challenges identified include rising U.S.-China tension, China's COVID measures, and what respondents said were inconsistent regulatory interpretations. Instacart is adding OpenAI's ChatGPT chatbot technology to its grocery delivery app, joining a growing list of companies that are turning to the human-like artificial intelligence language tool in an effort to boost customer service, marketing, and automated tasks. On Wall Street, features pointing to a modestly higher open. That's your money now. Attention business owners, stop throwing your hard-earned money away on rent. Imagine owning your own building and saving thousands every year. Sound impossible? Not if you use General Steel. General Steel can help you save thousands by owning your own custom-designed building. Just call 866-95-STEEL or visit GeneralSteelInfo.com to see how much money you can save with General Steel. Our buildings come with a 50-year warranty, and thousands of companies, from Fortune 500 corporations to startups, have trusted the General with their building needs. If you need to expand or start a new business, you really need General Steel. I'm very impressed with General Steel. Everyone's been extremely helpful. I'd recommend General Steel to anyone looking to build a steel building. Call 866-95-STEEL or visit GeneralSteelInfo.com to find out what General Steel can do for your home or business. That's 866-95-STEEL. Our team will answer your questions and offer you a customized quote. Just call 866-957-8335 now or GeneralSteelInfo.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. 
Mike Cappel here, serial entrepreneur. Business owners, are you aware that your current payroll provider is overcharging you? Don't believe me? Get on PatriotSoftware.com to instantly see what payroll for one to 500 employees should cost you. Also, don't fall for gimmicks your current payroll provider will use to justify their higher prices, like bundling in extra HR services you really don't need. And don't let them lock you into an annual contract. Patriot Software doesn't make you sign an annual contract. These are just a few reasons our payroll customers rate us 4.9 out of 5 stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable. somebody racist, transphobic, or homophobic. Because Florida. Let's just say that somebody does something inherently racist or homophobic towards you, and you have the actual video evidence of it occurring. Even if you have evidence, and it is a fact that they are homophobic or are racist, it does not matter, this person can then counter sue you for a minimum of $35,000 in damages. You know, sometimes you have to listen to a thing like eight or ten times before you catch the, the really funny parts, even if it is a fact, you know, like science, that they're homophobic. <laughs> Just cracks me up. 641 on News Radio 92.3. Well, the target of that particular tirade on TikTok was a bill filed by our own state representative, District 2, Alex Andrade. He joins us now by phone. Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. And uh, I, I'm very appreciative that Snopes got to uh, got to have a play a role this year in the, the hilarity of uh, misconstruing bills. I feel like you've finally arrived. In yeah, that I've never met stuff... anybody from Snopes before. Yeah, this is cool. You, yeah, somebody who actually got defended by Snopes. <laughs> a, a Republican for a bill got defended by Snopes. It's hilarious. Um, but let's let's not. We talked about that bill, and you've you've changed that bill just a little tiny bit. But uh, that's HB nine ninety one. That's a bill that made national news. Uh, I won't say for you, but about you over the last week. The other bill that made national news again about you is HB nine ninety nine. And uh, this one has to do with – so 
there's been a lot of interpretation or discussion about this bill. The way I understand this bill is it's really just taking what was passed last year as the Stop Woke Act, uh, which is in Florida Statutes 1000.054A, and applying that consistently to the mission and operation of the uh, 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 the college and universities in the state of Florida. Am I reading that right? Well, that's that's the part that's um, that's getting all people all all worked up. Um, but really, the the bill the bill is much broader than that. It's it's a bill that really helps us to implement at the university level the same kind of things that we try to implement at the the state college and the technical college level. Um, through our REACH Act a few years ago, trying to realign our, our workforce preparedness and the mission, the, the one aspect that we have unifying all different you know, colleges, universities, um, you know, technical colleges, high schools, about preparing students and Floridians for uh, jobs in high demand. Oh, and that's, um, so, so, so that, that's so the part about eliminating the, the speculative endeavors, eliminating things that are not going to produce useful employees or productive benefit to the state of Florida in the end. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and that's that's where it kind of ties back into that theme, um, and that's that's why you know, that aspect is is in the bill. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot of people worked up. And and just because I know people, I have uh, been a participant in some conversations about this, and you know the reaction to this bill, which I know typically they're going to misunderstand the bill, which is sort of normal, unfortunately. But part of the bill does specifically remove gender studies, critical race theory, and intersectionality as minor or major subjects, prohibits diversity, equity, and inclusion statements uh, or other political identity filters as part of applications, promotion, tenure, employment, or programs that are going to be um, sponsored by the university. People hear that, and what they think is, well, there's those Florida totalitarians again telling people what they can and cannot <laughs> study and forcing them out of studying things about race and gender that they would like to learn about, but now they can't at these backwards fascist Florida schools. I'm not exaggerating much when I say it that way. When people say stuff like that, how do you respond? Um, uh, you know, while like it's the same as it's the same as changing the definition of what a book ban is, right? I mean, just because we decide that this is not uh, something that the state should support with state government dollars doesn't mean that anything's being banned. Rollins College is very proud of its critical race theory program. They've done, you know, interviews and they've done you know, marketing efforts and put marketing efforts behind their critical race theory program. No one's stopping Rollins College. If they want to continue doing, you know, promoting their CRT program, they're more than welcome to do so. But, you know, uh, like academic endeavors that affirmatively, when they when they set out, say, we're going to we're going to alter how you think about academic um, uh, credentials. We're going to alter how you think about you know, what makes something objectively true, and we're going to rely more on narrative and feeling in this, in this course of study. Those are things that, that run counter to what we all understood to be, you know, an academically rigorous course. Um, and so it's not something the state has to support. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of times we hear around here, you know, what you permit, you promote. Um, it's just not something we should be promoting. You know, the same concept as DEI. Anything that advocates for discrimination in the name of equity runs counter to everything that was passed and implemented and enforced for the past 60 years under civil rights policy. Um, And uh, it's not something the state should be supporting. 
We're talking to Alex Andrade. He's our state representative for District 2. Alex, hang on for just a second. Let me get Candy in here with a quick traffic on the fives. Uh, just taking a look, uh, it looks like those Palafox is still closed between Fairfield and the split at Pace Palafox. Just a, a small portion of it because there was a fatality. That happened earlier this morning. Not showing any other uh, blocks, though. And certainly uh, be careful, as you know, on your way in. If you see an accident or a slowdown, you can always text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. One of the other parts of this bill that caught my attention, and I'm other people's as well, is that uh, anybody can be reviewed post-tenure grant. Right now you're supposed to review them every five years, but this re- this makes it possible, does not mandate it, uh, that makes it possible that they can have their tenure reviewed kind of at any time. It also makes it so that, as I read it, the faculty of a department are not the ones who actually hire the professors, but instead the uh, the board of the university and the president are the ones who hire the professors that one seemed weird to me only because, you know, it seems like the mathematicians are in the best position to evaluate the mathematicians and the philosophers are in the best position to evaluate the philosophers. What was the point of that part? Uh, so so first, on the tenure review portion, um, uh, this only changes it to allow for a review of tenure for cause in between those five years. For cause is a term of art. It's, you know, fireable offenses, things where that where you've done something like that's misfeasance, malfeasance, or nonfeasance that would justify a review. This isn't carte blanche to review arbitrarily. On the aspect of, of the, the faculty um, committees for hiring, crazy thought that um, uh, professors are subject to the same confirmation bias and tribalism that all other human beings are subjected to. They're not, they're not some higher level of human being that have obtained some type of you know, extra level of cognizance and inability to, to, you know, check their own biases. This is designed to, to eliminate that kind of ivory tower synd- syndrome that we all recognize occurs in, in universities um, and, and institutes of higher education. Um, when you have people in a, in a group that want to hire, they're going to hire people that agree with them. They're not necessarily going to be hiring based on the best credentials and the, the best candidates. Um, this is designed to try and to try and buck against that system where people want to maintain their bubble and they don't want to be challenged in a worldview. Um, I see this as a, a good policy and a way to try and break that and you know get people more comfortable with being challenged about their worldviews. So it's an effort to make sure that the faculty is more ideologically diverse and, as you said, not subject to as much confirmation bias within, uh, which, by the way, I completely agree with that as a goal. I mean, having taught, (laughs) I very much understand that particular problem. That's true for sure. The one thought is just more of a practical one. It seems like that would be a pretty hefty workload for the board and the president. And that's one, I just, you know, I mean, if that's how you have to do the job to do the job right, maybe that's how it has to be done. But, you know, hiring is a very labor-intensive process, especially at the university level. Um, any concern expressed by the colleges and universities or by, you know, people as researching this that that would be too much workload for those folks to hire everybody in the college? Well, uh, that unless way? You're, well, I mean, unless you're talking about hiring whole departments at any one given time, the hiring process is not the the, the administrative tweak in this bill that's caused most concern. What's caused most concern is the, the review of all employees at, um, who are paid $100,000 or more. Um, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. I forgot about that I've part, had, too. I've had some feedback about that one, but on the hiring one, yeah, unless you're, unless you're hiring whole swaths of a department at any one given time, um, that one hasn't uh, registered as, as big of a burden. 
um, from the folks that I've talked to so far. And, and by the way, it is a, I mean, it's a, there's a lot in this bill. We've only probably touched on half of it and at a relatively superficial level in this interview because, you know, we only have so much time. Well, uh, Alex, it is always good to talk to you. We didn't even get into what's going to happen in session next week, which is going to be a lot, but we will have you on every Friday at this time to give a recap of what happened during the week. Uh, Alex Andrade, our state representative, uh, filer of two now national news story related bills and the recipient of one Snopes defense online this week, which is a new honor. Uh, (laughs) Alex Andrade, thanks as always for the time, sir. Thank you. 650 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about HVAC work, obviously you have a lot of choices for who does the maintenance, repairs, and replacement. You want to pick up the phone and know that you're calling the right company. That's why I say Peden Air Conditioning, Heating, and Electrical. Their primary focus is quality service, good installation, the best products, like all of the best. That's what they focus on. Look, you know, it's going to be 80 today. You might have your air on today, but soon you're going to have it on and probably have it on full blast full time, right? And you want to make sure that when that happens, it's going to not waste electricity, right? Because it costs a bunch. Uh, you want to make sure that it's going to work and that it's going to continue to work properly throughout the entire season. That's why you get the tune-up. That's why you get it checked out. So if you haven't done that yet, call Peden Air Conditioning today and have an appointment set up to have your system inspected. For AC worker replacement, call Peden. For electrical work, call Peden. They've got offices in Panama City, Destin, Fort Walden, and right here in Pensacola at Ellison Field, 855 855- Three seven six fifteen thirty four or online at peden.com. And if you're looking for a good job, you know, why not join one of the best places to work on the Gulf Coast? They're hiring plumbers, electricians, HVAC personnel. Uh, they will train you. You can apply online at peden.com or call and ask for Connor. The Pensacola State College Charter Academy is looking for highly motivated high school students that would like to earn their high school diploma, transferable college credits, and their associate's degree simultaneously for free. Students will experience a rigorous curriculum and career exploration that will prepare them for the next step in life and will have access to state-of-the-art technology. You can attend one of the Charter Academy's information sessions and open house at the Warrington campus in March. Visit charteracademy.pensacolastate.edu for more. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Garden Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 923 AM 1620. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow Breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports. Subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. 
For a gallon of gas, 3.39. Florida is 3.23. Texas is 2.95, and California is 4.86 for a view of the range. 3.15 east and west at the Walmart's in Navarre. 3.15 at Tiger Point at the Liberty, or at the um, uh, Murphy Cross from the foot of the Garson Point Bridge. 3.23 at the Exxon in Gulf Breeze. 3.05 at the Raceway in Milton. Same at the Sefco. 3.05 at the Pea Ridge Murphy, and then 3.09 through Pace. Getting over on into Pensacola. It looks like 305. I think that's the Walmart. Is that right? No, that's the former T, uh, Tom Thumb. 296, actually. It's cheaper at the Walmart neighborhood market, and you don't have to be a member. 296 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. Coming in from the southwest side, several stations have 307 once you get over towards the TNC and pass there. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest outdoor price on your next new Volkswagen. PeteMoreImports.com. 655 Candy's got traffic on the fives. And watching uh, Palafox, a small portion of Palafox is closed this morning due to a fatality. This is north of a uh, Fairfield and just after the split at Pace Palafox. Just to give you an idea, I know there are plenty of side streets. Caution wherever you are. And certainly if you see something or traffic tips or uh, you know more about that, uh, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Into the newsroom now where David Wayne is waiting with our headlines. With bated breath. President Biden says he plans to visit East Palestine, Ohio at some point after that uh, train derailment last month. Uh, after a meeting with Senate Democrats yesterday, Biden said he spoke with officials on the ground there on a regular basis. Ohio's governor says Biden needs to visit the site, saying people in that community want to see him. There's no word yet when he does plan to go, though. Construction of the bullet train between Southern California and Las Vegas expected to start this year. The 218-mile rail line should be finished by 2026 or 2027, and that train should go 200 miles an hour when it's built. That'd be kind of neat to ride. Uh, court in Belarus has sentenced Nobel Peace Prize winner Alice Bialyatsky to uh, 10 years in prison. He shared the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize with two others for his work on human rights and democracy. He was convicted of smuggling and financing what prosecutors called actions grossly violating public order. He was arrested in 2021. All right. Thanks so much, David. Although I, I will note that you began that news block with a story about a horrific train derailment and ended that story with how neat it would be to ride a bullet train. <laughs> duality of man. <laughs> yeah, there's a duality of man, general. Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> in my uh, old hometown in uh, St. Louis, they built a bullet train, not a bullet train technically, but, you know, high speed rail up to Chicago. Right. And, they use some of the existing infrastructure, and so when you go over one of the crossings, they're like, hey, be really careful. <laughs> These trains are a lot faster than you think. Like, Because it says like up to 70 or 80 miles right. an hour or something like that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, thank you. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 657 News Radio 92.3. Oh, this is kind of just an odd little note, but um, apparently – we're trying to figure out issues like, for example, you know, right now here in Florida, it's 657. In uh, Baltimore, it's 757. In Phoenix, if I think I got to think this through all the way, I think they're 557 because they're on. Anyway, the, the way the time zones works in Phoenix. Anyway, right. um, what time is it on the moon? See? What time 657. is it? 657. Well, it's, it's our yeah, time. We don't know because there's no time zone on the moon. It doesn't really apply to the moon if you think about it, obviously. Um, but you have an additional challenge in that if you just pick a time zone, like North Korea Standard Time or something, uh, which you could do, the moon, because of its motion, 
means that time works a little differently on the moon than it does on Earth, and so you can't sync it up so easily because of the relativity effect. So we're trying to figure out what time, because as we start to get people on the moon, this is going to become a real issue, and trying to decide what should standard time on the moon be, and how do you make standard time on the moon given the relativity effect. So here's your highbrow note for the day. Uh, wow. Time for future news. I love that they're going to start micromanaging the people on the moon. Though, That's right. Now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's micro- like mic- nanosecond managing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, first, Ivy League school is now abandoning. Columbia is abandoning the SAT, ACT as a testing requirement for applications. Other schools have already started to do this. Do we see all schools start to abandon the standardized testing requirement? I, no. Yeah, I think that's the future. I oh. really do. I think that's the future. They're going to abandon it. Well, why do you ask? Santa Rosa County um, thinking about picking up uh, the naval outlying field that's about the same, that huge you know facility. Uh, I think it was a PNJ reported on this. I want to give them credit uh-huh. always. Um, will they swap that for other land, or will they work a deal out with the Navy to build another huge industrial park on 87? Uh, industrial park. If anybody can do it, Shannon Ogletree can do it. So I'm going to say yes. Now that Tennessee has banned certain kinds of drag shows, will other states follow suit and ban them as well? No. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Listen on air at 92.3, 5.3 and AM 1620 News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola